They dialed for almost two hours before learning anything of interest. By that time, Loxley and Maria Leclerc were both hoarse and exhausted. They were firmly into the night shift staff too. Even the top hotels did not bother much after midnight. Sometimes they were answered by a gruff security guard, other times by someone too junior who sounded like they had both hands and one eye on their smartphone. But just before two o'clock, Maria sat bolt upright, suddenly looking awake and alert. What time was that, she said? Eight. Loxley put down his phone book and replaced his handset on the base unit by his side. Maria nodded a few times as she listened to the phone. The Palm Beach Casino, she said, still into the phone. Thank you. She ended the call. They're staying there, it's Mayfair, Barclay Square. Loxley knew of the Palm Beach. 24-hour opening, a perfect place to hide. It was just a few blocks from Hayek's main house, and he was not a gambler. It was such a good place to hide they should have tried there first. Their spying logic and rational processing had not considered it at all. It fits, he said. You're going to bed, I have you a room. He passed her a plastic keycard. He wanted no awkward glances or fervent glimpses out of corners of eyes, no unclarity. Check out is eleven o'clock if you can think of an excuse for the school. I'll take it from here. Maria must not get mixed up in whatever happened next. It's fun, she said, can't I stay? Now she chose to try her wiles on him. Please don't, a man is dead already. Dead? Who? This was exactly why he shouldn't have invited her along. Missed leads earlier, now blown secrets. Well, we don't know he's dead, Sam, but it's not looking good, is it? We don't want you disappearing anywhere. Loxley was aware that Maria was about to put up a struggle. Whether or not she had any professional interest, it would be easier to play along with her now and then double-cross her during the small hours. OK, he said, it will be a very early start. 4.30 for me. I need to be at the hotel before Hayek wakes up. It was already 2.30. Maria was not deterred. Great. See you back here soon after that. We're leaving at five? Loxley nodded as she gathered her coat and walked towards the lift. He had to update Spanton and did not plan on following her. He would go straight to Palm Beach and take a room inside. Spanton answered immediately. It was his home phone in Dorset Square, and Loxley briefly imagined him putting his spectacles on and fumbling around in the dark before picking up the phone. We've found them, Loxley proudly announced. What? Hayek. The Palm Beach? There was a long silence. Yes, the Palm Beach, Loxley said eventually. Dear boy, get some sleep. I was going to call at a more reasonable time, like 4.30. Never mind. Have a stroll over there for around five, shall we say? I've got a car outside all night. Get some rest. The lads in the car will spot you and fill you in. Loxley went to bed, alone, annoyed and exhausted. It was totally black in the room when Loxley's alarm call woke him up. He felt like he had not slept at all. Just over two hours was almost worse than none. He made the bare minimum attempt at brushing his teeth, used the stairs instead of the lift, and left the hotel by the side door to make sure he did not bump into Maria. At the Palm Beach, Loxley was proud to spot the car Spandon had put on the overnight shift before they spotted him. A rear passenger door opened a crack as he approached, and he jumped in. Spanton was not there. 
In his place there were two men in front. Just in time, sir, one of them said. Good morning. A pastry was thrust backwards in his direction, which he took gratefully with a filter coffee in a paper cup. At least there wasn't a cardboard sleeve wrapped around it. Mr and Mrs Hayek, if you please, how's your father? Loxley bit down on his Danish, a glistening spiral of sugar and raisins. Mr and Mrs Hayek, surely there had been some mistake. Did you say Mrs Hayek? Shirin? Both men nodded. That's the one. Shirin Hayek, she's quite something, sir. You've seen her yourself? There followed a shrug, a sigh, a huff. Mid-forties, but she doesn't really look it. So Maria was not a professional at all. She had assumed on the phone that the woman with Hayek was Niku, but it had been Shirin all along. A tryst. What could be more natural, and yet, why not simply meet at his home? Who were they hiding from? And Shirin had made clear what she thought of Hayek, the absent husband, not just an absent father. Not just a man with a grudge against the West, a terrorist by any other name. Not a foot soldier, but a grand Monty, an arranger, a financier, a dealmaker, one of the finest. And where then was his daughter? She had not made the train at all, but stayed in town. Sheer coincidence. The only decision for Loxley to make was this, whether to stay around to follow the Hayeks, or if he was quick, to intercept Maria, get back to school and track down the coup. Wherever she was, everything Loxley had assumed was wrong. And why had he got so focused on looking for Niku when the real target was her father? That was a question he would need to think about afterwards. I thought you had given me the slip, said Maria Leclerc. Loxley had found her outside the hotel where they had slept in separate rooms. Developments, said Loxley, who had not told Spanton the latest. Now he thought about it, he was more tired than he had realised. Spanton must have known the woman was Shirin. He had been at cross-purposes with everyone last night. This had to stop now. It was Shirin with Hayek last night at the Palm Beach. We've been tasked to find Naku, and I doubt she ever went to town yesterday. God knows where she is now. We've been tasked? Have I been recruited now? She sounded excited. I have requisitioned you for Queen and Country. I messed up, I'm sorry. He grabbed her arm and whisked her towards Marleybone and the train back to school. The train home.